Hello and welcome to the Scottish Clans Podcast. I'm Clint Edwards and I'm thankful that you are joining me for this episode on a story about a feud between the McNabs and the McNeishes and maybe a short comment about the origin of the Grants. So just a quick note on the Grant thing and I'll get to that more later about their origins but I had a listener request that I talk about the Grants and I got to thinking you know what the Grants are kind of an overlooked clan they were a major clan you know there's it's one thing for a clan that was very small in numbers did not play a big role on the the national level it's easy for that to happen but the Grants they were a fairly powerful clan they were kind of a big deal if you look at the amount of territory they controlled and you just at the same time you don't hear very much about them so I thought you know what first of all let's dig into the grants a little bit and see if there's cool stories to tell or some aspect of their history that's interesting that we need to talk about and then I got to thinking you know what how many other clans in Scotland who are fairly major clans yet are underrepresented in the histories and so I think that I might be doing a little bit of that more in the future not only talking more in more detail about the grants but also saying hey here's a list of probably my my top five or top seven or whatever I decide to do underrepresented clans and so you know what here's what I'm gonna make an invite for you to do if you know of a clan maybe when you're connected to that was kind of a big deal yet you don't hear about them very often would you leave me a note on that either in the iTunes or sorry the Apple podcasts in the review part where you can give me stars and then you can make comments will you will you make a uh, comment on their hair I think this this is an answer to your question tell me what you're talking about because sometimes I forget and say hey I think that this clan who controlled a decently a large amount of territory you know they don't have to be like the Campbells or the the Mackenzie's during the 1600 or the McDonald's but you know a, a fairly a fairly significant clan but one that you don't hear about very often let me know what you think what what clan gets underrepresented for for how big of a deal they were because I'm I'm sure there's not just the grants um, I was watching I, I finished so I've months ago I'd seen the first ha- half of Outlaw Trail. Uh, no, sorry, Outlaw Trail, Outlaw King, and I I've explained to you my internet situation times past, and so we don't have Netflix because we can't just stream stuff where I live. I know you're thinking, what country do you live in? Is it a first world country? Yes, it is, but I'm kind of on the frontier, so just get off my back. I uh, so I I had an opportunity because I was at somebody else's house, and I watched the first half of the Outlaw King cool and so just recently I was also on the road and I had an opportunity is at somebody's home I was actually at my father-in-law's place had the opportunity to finish the outlaw king and I got to that part where where he travels out to, he's he's been defeated at Methven by Amer de, de, Val, de Valence 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 
I can't remember where the 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 what syllable he emphasized on that one. But anyway, he got he got routed, and he made it out alive. And then you have the Battle of Dalry, where the MacDougals nearly nearly finished the job. Anyway, so he's on the run. He's got his handful of loyal supporters. And he goes to recruit help from the McKinnons, who at the time do not, d- d- don't don't follow him. They're like, nah, 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 nah. We're not we're not convinced that you're a legit program here that we're gonna back. And and then they come around later. It's cool. But then I got to thinking, you know what? I wonder if the McKinnons are in on that. Anyway, so my mind starts turning on this underrepresented vein. So if you got a if you got a suggestion for me there, I mentioned the Apple Podcasts. You can leave it there. You can go to the Podbean website, podbean.com, or, and you can just look up my, the, the Scottish Clans podcast on that, or you can go to the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash clans of Scotland. So one of those three will probably be the best, most high visibility for me to see your comment on what you think is an underrepresented clan that we don't get, we don't hear from very much. And <clears throat> speaking of comments, I wanted to run through some of the ones that you're leaving because I've made I, every episode. I, I invite you to leave me some feedback, start up a dialogue, tell me what you think. And so I'm going to read some of the things that you, some of you have taken me up on that, and I appreciate it. So on the Apple Podcasts for the Scottish Clans podcast. I get from Virginia. She says, so far, I'm loving it. I love the passion. Clint makes it sound like you're sitting and having a conversation over coffee, totally nerding out with you about a common interest. Keep going, bud. Thank you, Virginia. (laughs) What a good review. And not just because it was friendly, but because it was... uh, I don't know. I like I like the vivid descriptions. It's like we're just we're just nerding out over a cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, who? So this next one's kind of. Uh, oh, this is a, so. Oh, and by the way, Virginia's handle on that on the Apple podcast is Glenn She Lass. And I think she was the one of the ones that had advocated that I, I'm looking at Glenn Shee and I'm thinking McThomas's. I think she was one of the ones who earlier, in it, maybe in a different forum, had advocated. I think it was on a face on Facebook, advocated that I do something on the McThomas's. We have, so this person didn't leave the name like Virginia. Just all I have is their, their handle on this. Jabs Bamaxus Sorry, that's close I can do. Whoever whoever this is says, you should have John Mosby on the podcast. He's the author of Forging the Hero. It's a book about applying the clan structure to one's own kin group in the hopes of building more resilient communities and surviving the hardships that are to come with the decline of America. I know him personally, and he would be perfect for this. Greatly enjoyed the podcast. Please keep up the good work. Well, thank you, name that I'm not going to attempt to pronounce again. <clears throat> I don't, I'm not familiar with that, that book, but it looks really interesting. Taking the structure of the clan, what they had going for them, their strong points, and applying that today, I love that concept. So, as far as John Mosby is concerned, I'll make sure he's on my list. I really want to have guests on this, but there's this piece of equipment that you got to buy to stream in more than one audio track. 
and I haven't summoned up the resources to spend on that yet. Plan on doing it in the future, but until I buy that piece of equipment, it's kind of a showstopper as far as having guests on. All right, let me keep going. Tackleberry031 says, been enjoying listening to a lot of the clan history. Looking forward to, ho- and to slash hoping to hearing about my clan, the Grants. And I think that Tackleberry031, you were the one that got my brain turning on the Grants. So good job on that one. I hope this is satisfying for you. I've got one from the the title of the, the, the you, you leave a title for the comment and it's McDougal. And it, he, he, they said, thanks, this was very interesting. And one more, great information. And so, this is from Gregor McGregorson. Podcast host is meticulous with his sources and citations. A good break from the recycled clan information that is shared online. And Gregor McGregorson, that was part of the point there. That was part of my motivation for this. I'm going to switch over to Podbean real quick and read. I'm not going to read everyone on that because this one has been a little bit more, I've got a little bit more traffic. This has been a venue where I've had a lot more of you respond on this one, so I'm not going to read everyone. E4 Man Forever, which I believe, let me look at, um, this is, I think this is one of my army buddies, Johnny. Johnny, thank you. He says, great products. Love listening, bud. Uh, He's a, a good friend of mine from a deployment another a fellow Idahoan, so I appreciate it. I've had some great conversation back and forth with Joe Craig 83 and he's he's had, I, I can't read all of his stuff, but Joe, thank you. I've enjoyed our, our correspondence because he and I I can't read all of it because there's kind of a lot there. Let's see. Pops fantasy sports. As a native to Western North Carolina, I knew I had ancestry with Scottish names. I am going back through the old episode. Very informative and entertaining. Thank you, Pops Fantasy Sports. Appreciate that feedback. Jesse M. Hale said, Could you do a podcast on the Leslie family? You know what? The Leslies are interesting. And I do. I do want to go back into the Leslie. So I have to make sure I keep that, that suggestion there. And maybe just one more. Man, there's, like I said, there's a lot more on these. Maybe maybe just a couple more short ones. Duck Mountain. That's D-U-K-M-T-N. So I'm assuming that's what we're supposed to be saying there. It says, very good. Enjoyed the talk. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Duck Mountain. Let's see. One more short one. Let's see. Try to keep them short. Um... G-I-H-C-A-G says great storytelling interesting well thought out discussion Um, I've got some from D-K-N-N-K-K thanks for the info I'm a Cunningham I've had a couple of Cunninghams respond the other one being Q-6-G-J-V-B if you want that in a phonetic alphabet that's Quebec 6 Golf Juliet Victor Bravo says he's one of the other Cunningham responses here too and he's doing some some hard work on his family history there so good luck with that all right so oh sorry I just gave you the handle he actually mentions his, his, his full name in here it's Jerry L Cunningham senior author of the Cunninghams of East Tennessee so he's been digging in and doing some serious research there keep up the good work mr. Cunningham all right so 
<clears throat> that's all I'm going to do for now. I'm going to get to the story part, okay? I, I, I hadn't done that ever. I hadn't just gone through and read what people are saying. And and you know what? I, I hear other podcasts do it. And maybe some of you just need to, I just need to say thank you. And I didn't get to everybody. So I apologize if, if you... If you and I have been corresponding, or you've left me very kind words on there, some or or kind feedback, and maybe even critique, and and I didn't get to that, so it wasn't I wasn't deliberately leaving you out. I promise. Let's get to the story. Some of you want a good story, and I want to give it to you. So, let's talk about the McNeishes for a second. The McNeishes and the McNabs. All right. <clears throat> I've read a little bit about both, but I'm not an expert on either clan. But I've got a good story to tell. So. The McNeishes. We'll start off with their background first. Gallic. The, the Gallic origin of the McNeishes is that it's, it's another way... Okay, so you've... And I've done this before, and I'm not a Gallic... I'm not a fluent Gallic speaker. I'm not an expert on the subject, but I've learned a little bit of it, and hopefully maybe some of this is informative for you. When we take a, a Gallic name into English, there's... There's just things that we don't do, sounds that we don't make, or that two sounds that we don't generally put together. And so we make things sound right to our English-speaking ears. So, McNeish actually, as far as... Oh, by the way, I'm taking my information from McInnes.org, the Clan McInnes website, who are, the way they relate it, are that the McNeishes, who are based out of the eastern end of Lochairn in the southeast highlands, are an actual branch of the McInneses, and both McInnes and McNeish are two different ways, and I, I think this is about as much detail as I'm going to go into on this, two different ways of saying McAngus in English, because in Gaelic, McAngus doesn't sound like McAngus. And I don't even know if I really want to try to say the real way to say this, I think it's, I will, Some, something like McInnish or McInnis. And so, I, sorry for those of you who are fluent in Gaelic and you're just like, wow, that guy needs some practice. But you can take that a couple different ways in English and McInnis and McNeish represent two of those ways. All right. So the McInneses that are writing about this, I think they're more up in Glencoe is what their website said. And the McNeishes, like I said earlier, eastern end of Loch Erne, there's, and they've been there since about the 1200s is what this McInnes.org website said. So the Loch Erne Castle, which they operated out of, was on an island on the eastern end of Loch Erne that was once a Cranog. So a Cranog was this fortified dwelling, and it dates way back before any of the recognizable clan names, names that we would recognize today, names that your neighbors have, or maybe you even yourself have, or maybe a name that you have in your family tree. Yeah, wait, long time before any of that, the Cranogs was a fortified dwelling on an island. It was an artificial island, and they would build up a causeway out to it, and they would build their little fortified residence out there on this artificial island. And so that's what they're saying is that Lacheron Castle was built upon one of these Cranogs. All right. They had, the McNeishes had somewhat of a reputation of troublemakers, and I've seen this in two different sites. I've also seen this on highlandstrathairn.com. 
talking about just just a rough group. Now, if you're a McNeish and you're listening to this, I'm not disparaging you. The Highlands in general, the Highlands and the Borders, stick out in the Scottish records, and we can go back into some official contemporary documentation on this. The Highlands and the Borders, known as rough places. So we're not we're not being disparaging toward any one group of people. It were the McNeishes worse than I mean in a context of cattle raiding, counter raiding, raiding for other reasons, border disputes, power struggles, especially in the 1500s, it was a violent time. Now this story is actually taking place in 1612, and. The McNabs have been long at it, causing trouble around there. Once again, I'm hearing this from the McInnes.org, who claim the McNeishes as one of their own, part of a branch of their own clan. So it's not like we're reading this from a another clan that hates them and we're just getting hate propaganda this whole time. That being said, so I gave you my source. I know that in history, our stories are only as good as our sources are. I have not, like I said at the very beginning of this podcast or this episode, I have not made this a scholarly work on my end. I just found this cool story. So I'll give you my source, and then I'll let you guys dive in and maybe do some extra research, or maybe you already have, and we can develop this a little bit more. And if you have something that I need to bring up on the next episode, then we can then we can move from there. The McNeishes just don't come out of this story very well, and that's why I'm saying this. I, I don't hate the McNeishes. In fact, I, I haven't really known any very close to me, so I don't have strong feelings one way or the other. Now, you know who did have strong feelings about the McNeishes? is the McNabs. The McNabs, so it's kind of like an opposite thing. You have Loch Tay, which is separated from Loch Erne. It's north of Loch Erne. Loch Tay kind of looks like a uh, kind of a stretched out S, and the the bottom end of it being in the southwest, and the top end of it being in the northeast, and but it, in that kind of a weird way, it runs parallel to Loch Erin to the south, and there's some rough country in between. The McNabs, whereas the McNeishes were in the eastern end of Loch Erin, the McNabs were based out of the western end of Loch Tay in Killin, and. The reason why, well, a reason why, I don't, I don't know the beginning of the bad blood between the McNabs and the McNeishes. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I know in a second. I didn't really give you any background on the McNabs. McNabs claim, and I don't know how scholarly this is, but that their, the origin of their name comes from the, means the son of the abbot. I've heard one paper and I don't have it in front of me. It was a while ago that I read it, and it cast doubt on this origin. But I'm not here to talk about the origins of the McNabs. just want to give you a little background of where they're out of and what McNab may have originally meant in Gaelic. All right, so why do they hate the McNeishes so much? Well, I don't know where it all started, but I can tell you it's something that did happen in 1612. The McNabs were coming back from Comrie, 
and they were, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of like here in Idaho. I consider myself kind of like a Rocky Mountain Highlander. You live in a more remote, rugged, mountainous area, and we, we aren't, you know, it's, it's about an hour drive. Well, I, maybe a 40-minute drive to a town that has some stuff, and then about a little over an hour to a bigger town to the south, which would be Logan, Utah, or maybe an hour drive to the northwest to Pocatello. And that's, you know, when we need to go do some bigger shopping, we, those are my two options. If it's, uh, if it's less stuff than that, you know, like a hardware store, we have, anyway, I don't get too far into it. I'm just saying I know where the McNabs are coming from. They've been to town. They've been to town. And you know what? They're making the trip back. Their horses are laden with what they're going to have for Christmas. Food, maybe some, some adult beverages, and they're heading back, maybe some gifts for their loved ones. So this party of McNabs are heading back with all the Christmas stuff packed onto their horses. Well, guess what happens between point B and point A? You guessed it. The McNeishes are waiting for them. They bushwhack the McNabs, take everything they've got. I don't know how many people were killed or escaped and survived. I don't know. It wasn't given that uh, those kind of details on this, but they get the McNabs get back to killing, and the chief is furious as you could imagine. <clears throat> and so, I'm going to actually read one paragraph off of the mechanist.org website. And this is... Uh, there we go. I'm just going to read this paragraph. This is, this is the, the beginning of the, the plans for violence here. The McNabb chief was furious and is said to have quoted to his 12 sons, Tonight is the night. If the lads were lads. Okay, kind of like if you're if you're any kind of if you're of any account at all, we're going to take care of this tonight. That's just my personal interjection. Back to quoting. Ian Min, Smooth John, the eldest son of the chief, took up the challenge and called his brothers and the rest of the clan to arms. Unquote. Okay, now here's an interesting thing. So you have the chief, he's the chief. But is he the one rallying all the troops? No, his son's doing that. Well, probably the son that's going to be the next chief. And if you go back to previous episodes about how clans are structured, the the chief isn't always the primary leader, military leader. Often, the a Highland chief would have one of his close relatives that would be put in charge of military affairs. Part of the the denuwasel, the uh, the gentry of the clan. Okay, so here's his son, and he's rallying the troops. Okay, so guess what? They, the McNabs have a boat, and they're gonna, they decide on doing an amphibious assault on the McNeishes. So, I told you there's some rough country between Loch Tay and Loch Ern. Well, the way the McNabs looked at this is they said, you know what, ain't no hill for a climber. They grabbed a hold of that boat, and they manhandled it up and over this rough terrain down into Loch Ern, 
and began their amphibious assault. Now, this is kind of an interesting part of the story, and this is part of why stories are cool. There is a prophecy about the McNeishes. They had the only boat on the whole loch, on Loch Ern. And the prophecy went that as soon as there's more than one boat, as soon as the McNeishes aren't the only boat, or boat owners, on the, the loch, that's the, that's the beginning of their downfall. So, as the McNabs are bringing this boat up and over this rough terrain and down, and it gets into the Loch Ern, prophecy fulfilled, beginning of the downfall of the McNeishes. Once again, this is in 1612. So, what did this stealthy group of McNabs find when they made it to Loch Ern Castle? Well, according to the story, once again, this is not coming from a hostile, um, competitive feuding clan with the McNeishes. This is coming from people who view themselves as distant cousins to the McNeishes. They find the McNeishes drunk off of the liquor that they had stolen from the McNabs that had started this whole thing. And, you know what? I've never had to fight a drunk guy before. I'm not telling you I've never been in a fight before, but I have never had to fight a drunk guy before. And some of y'all out there might think you're at your best when you're a little bit loosened up. I don't think that that's, as, as far as the story goes, they're not just a little bit loosened up. They're well into the cups. And I just can't imagine that your hand-eye coordination is at its peak right there. But, once again, I'm not a drinker. I've never had to fight a drunk guy, and I don't know a lot about this. But it's in my head. I just, I'm already thinking, wow, this is going to go poorly for the McNeishes. And it did. As the McNabs attack, Ian Min, Smooth John, takes the head of the McNeish chief off of his shoulders. And then, encouraged by their military leader, those people who were following Ian Min are now decided to follow his example and McNeish heads start rolling. They take the heads back with them to their home and present them to their chief. This, so, And the only people who are supposed to have escaped from this slaughter were a boy and a girl, and from this boy is supposed to descend the McNeishes that exist. I don't know if that's true or not. And to be fair, this story that I'm reading from McInnes.org they do themselves cast light on, or cast doubt on that particular part of the story. Now, there's too many McNeishes today to that late in the game have started from one guy. Now, is that true or not? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, sounds like a little bit of storytelling to me, though. All right, so the McNeishes, dead McNeishes everywhere. The McNabs get back in their boat, get out of Loch Ern. Now, I'm just thinking the return journey. You've got a bunch of heads that you decided would be really important to bring along with you to show your chief. And you've got to manhandle the boat. I cannot imagine this being an easy task. But they did it. Now, <clears throat> the McNab chief, he's home worried. The McNeishes have a rough reputation. And he's not really sure. He's worried about how this went. His his son's involved. Probably the... I think he is the heir. I think I read somewhere a long time ago that one of the McNabb chiefs was Ian Min, or Yoin Min. 
Smooth John. So your air is off and you're like hoping everything's going well and maybe saying some prayers even though you're taking vengeance out and the Lord said don't do that. But anyway, anyway, he's he's worried about it. And as Yoin Min and his war party are coming back with the boat with probably some of the stuff that they got back for Christmas and the heads and they see the father out, the chief out from a distance, they cry out, dread not, you know, don't don't worry. So dread not becomes the McNabb motto. And on the, um, you know what I got to do? I got to look up on my little phone here. What is, what is the crest? What does the crest of the McNabs look like? Because this story says that the McNabb crest sports a severed head in memoriam of this event. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. There is a head. I don't know if it's supposed to be a severed head, but I'm looking at a picture of the McNabb crest right now. You can look this up on your own and verify. There's a, there's a head there. Timor omnis abesto. I don't know enough Latin to translate that straight off. There's a head there, sure enough. But once again, you know, I have to do a little bit more research on that one to know if that's supposed to represent the severed heads from this occasion. Anyway, the McNabs come out the winners. The McNeishes don't. And just from what I've read on a couple of different websites, it didn't seem like anybody in that vicinity was really brokenhearted that the McNeishes had had gone had said gone so so hard for them. They'd, they'd made some enemies. That's just what I'm gathering. I've read a couple different... Once again, I'm not a scholar on this. You guys do your own research. If you're a McNeish and you're like, you know what, this is stupid. It's a bunch of propaganda. I'll tell you what. Start researching. Let's prove it wrong. In the meantime, you have more people out there saying it happened like this way. So, <clears throat> I, my understanding is that the stewards of Ardvorlich, or one of their branches, occupy Lochairn Castle. At, after the downfall of the McNeishes. Okay, so there's the uh, there's the story. It's kind of a gruesome story. It's not a really good fight story because it doesn't go, you know, you know, if you go watch a good basketball game and it's really close and it's right up until the end and, you, oh, and, and personally, I don't like those games. I When I'm going and cheering for my team, I like them to just blow the other team out of the water. Some people like the suspense. I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Anyway, if you're like me and you like the McNabs more than McNeishes, this is a good story because there wasn't much of a fight. Uh, but it, I don't know. You can think of what, what you want. I'd be interested to hear your comments on that in the before-mentioned venues. As I wrap this up, let me just touch, just barely touch on the grants. I know last time... I went, I was just barely shy of an hour. And so that was, that was just a long episode for me. The, the last one on the Stuarts and the different branches. It was one of my clan clusters, uh, mini series. So I'm just going to touch for a second on this. The grants, I got looking into them a little bit. There's two origin theories. And by the way, I've mentioned this book before. I've also mentioned my opinion of this book back in the Problem with Our Sources episode. 
the Scottish Clan and Family Encyclopedia. It says that surely the Grants were descended from Normans. And it gives this, the first guy is from back in England, and they called him Magnus, which in Latin means great, and in French, it, which the Normans would have spoken, it means, you know, you say grand for, for great. Therefore, I, they don't really do a good job of connecting that, though. This guy named Magnus in Latin, who never went necessarily by the surname Grand or Grant, we... I, I didn't really see anything solid that connected the dots between him and the Highland clan. Now, does Grant come from Grand or Le Grand, the Great? Probably. Probably does. Do we have any solid evidence connecting the Grants to Normans? Not that I've read. Now, there is a whole book out there that I just recently found, and even had I ordered it, which I didn't, it's by Colum Grant, and it's called The Grants. And it's on Amazon for about 14 or 15 bucks if you want to get it free shipping. This is kind of weird because you could also buy it for 9 bucks and then pay 5 bucks shipping, and you're still at 14 It's about the same price. So I don't really know that it's... Anyway, so I didn't order it. And so there's probably a, there's a lot more out there, and maybe somebody has done a lot better job at at connecting the grants to a Norman ancestor. I haven't seen it yet, though. So, the other origin, I don't know if it's an origin legend or an origin theory, is that the grants are part of Sheel Alpen. Or, in other words, the group of people descended from Alpen, whose son, Kenneth McAlpen, or, or Koenig, maybe a little bit off on that, but that's the original Gallic name that we just decided to make Kenneth Kenneth McAlpin and he becomes the first well he's in the in the historical records the contemporary records he's referred to as king of the Picts and so are the next I think three generations of kings or three kings after him not generations necessarily but the next three kings after him are also styled king of the Picts it might be more than three no less than three, I'm pretty confident. King of the Picts. So this whole joint Scots-Picts thing. Okay, the goal is not to go into that whole thing about what does that mean, King of the Picts. But Kenneth, Mac Alpin, son of Alpin, this Alpin is who a group of, I think, seven clans claim descent from. And I don't think I can name them all off the top of my head. The Grants are one of them. The McGregors, McKinnons, McNabs of our previous story. Right off the top of my head, there's there's four. Now, so you have these competing theories about the Grants. Are they Normans, or are they descended from Alpen? I'm just going to give you my brief thoughts on this real quick. The next episode may be a clan cluster episode on Sheel Alpen. But I'm just going to tell you the problems with this origin legend right off the top of my head. I've mentioned before, and if you want to go back to the episode on the, the alliance between the McGregors and McFarlands, I go into background on both clans. The McGregors, they have the 
advantage of having a prominent Scottish scholar we're doing some research and writing on them. And so you get some really, uh, the, the quality of writing on this is a, a notch above or maybe several notches above a lot of what you're finding on the internet when you just say, hey, tell me about Clan McGregor and you read the Wikipedia article. And you can also go back to my episodes on our sources and the problem with our sources and find out my thoughts on Wikipedia that I've talked about several times, so I'm not going to reiterate it here. I'm just going to say it's cool that Dr. Martin McGregor can research and write on his ancestors, and if you're a McGregor, you have, hey, cool, we have a distant cousin of ours doing all this cool writing and research on this, and not every clan has that. Would that that were true for every clan, though. That would be awesome. And Dr. McGregor, he really pokes a big, huge hole in the Sheil Alpin origin for the McGregors. They claim to be descended from a younger son of Alpin, not Kenneth, named Gregor of the Golden Bridles. And Dr. McGregor says that this Gregor that the McGregors take their name from probably was a churchman because Gregor was a very popular name among the clergy and he would probably lived in the late 1200s so we're about one two three three and a half hundred years too late for this to be the alpen family so i'm telling you that's pretty solid you know i said we're only as good as our sources i don't know Maybe, maybe, maybe there's some competing information out there, but, um, and if that's true, that Dr. McGregor says that we, this, by the way, that comes from his, his PhD thesis that he wrote. It's a really informative piece of work. If that's true for the McGregors, how many of the others of Shiel Alpin can establish that solid link between their modern clan and clear back to the mid-800s. I don't know. It's dubious in my head. However, as I may highlight in a future episode, these clans were very convinced that they were all from, descended from Alpen, and as such were kindred to each other and even made formal alliances and agreements and bonds and things like that based on that understanding of their origins. And that's about as far into that as I'm going to go for this. Just know that we might dig into that a little bit in the future. Speaking of the future, I've got some adventures coming up, and I don't know how much that will allow me to pursue the next... And I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not saying I'm going to get rid of the podcast. I'm just saying I've been putting them out weekly-ish, week, week and a half, somewhere in that realm, pretty consistently. In fact, this is episode 30, so I can't believe I've made it this far. been doing this for that long. I'm just saying there might be a brief interruption in the regularity of the episodes. So don't, please don't, don't bail on me. Uh, I may have the opportunity in the next couple of weeks, two or three weeks, to, to be 
put out some podcasts or I might not have any opportunity. I think I might be good for next week, but after that, we uh, it, it might be pretty pretty scarce for just just a couple weeks, all right? Two or three weeks. So stay with me. I appreciate your sharing this, letting me just nerd out with you like Virginia mentioned earlier. And I, I just really, this is a good outlet for me, and I hope it's informative for you. I hope if you're a McNeese, you don't hate me. But if you do, I don't really know you that well. And so I'm prob- probably just going to drive on with life. I've just, I'm way too far down the road to be caught up with haters. But I don't hate you. I just want you to know that. I know I told a story that didn't make the McNeese's look very well, but uh, but I don't hate you. I promise. I have nothing against you. In fact, all of you McNeese's listening to this right now, probably wonderful people. Anyway, thanks for joining me, whether you're a McNeese, a McNab, or don't have any connection to either one of them, which I don't that I know of. Anyway, thank you for joining me. Those those venues I mentioned before, between Apple Podcasts, Podbean, whether it's the app or the the website, or Facebook on facebook.com forward slash clans of Scotland, where th- where this will be posted. This this episode, a link to the episode will be posted there. So please keep up the conversation. Tell me what you think is an underrepresented clan. Tell me what you think of the McNabs versus the McNeishes. Tell me what you think of Sheil Alpin and the origin of the grants. I hope you have a, a great day. Bye for now. <laughs>